Jones, and I'm at the Artist Alley floor of New York Comic Con, once again, this time with Amy Chu. And so what book brings you to New York Comic Con this time? What book? Um, I just came out with the third installment of my anthology, Girls' Night Out. Um, so that just came out last week, and I'm here to promote that. And so have you been to New York Comic Con before? I, I have. Um, I have been here maybe twice before. And so how does this year compare with other years? Well, I mean, I'm actually surprised. This has been my best year, really. You know, I, I, and I've been hearing that from some other people. People have been buying the books. They don't really care about the poster or whatever. They've been actually buying the com real comic books. Amazing. <laughs> so the random question of the con that we're asking everyone is, what is the first comic that really blew your mind? Oh, that blew my mind. Uh, I, you know, it's funny. I was just having this discussion um, uh, in the DC Green Room with Bobby Chase, and, um, I was talking about John Sable, first comics. I, I don't about blow my mind, but made impact. Right, you know? yeah. yeah. So, so what really made an impact about that? You know, I was not a, um, I would say, like a real comics reader growing up. I read, like, you know, like the Donald Duck, Archie's, but not a real... This was the first time I read a comic book as, like, an adult comic book where there was a real story that I felt, um, you know, that resonated. And what resonated about it for you? Um, you know, it's, a, it's an adult story, you know? Like, I think that there are still people who think of comic books as, like, a kiddie stuff, you know? And I probably felt the same way. And then, you know, I've been reading, um, uh, it's just a funny story, but I had been reading um, what I thought were my boyfriend's books at that time from the long box. And it um, turns out that they were actually this other girl who had lent the comic books <laughs> to these guys at the fraternity. Because I met her years later, and I said, hey, you know what? I, that's how I got started in comics. She's like, those are my books. <laughs> that's a great story. Thank yeah, you so much. Sure. Hi. I'm at New York Comic Con. And I am interviewing people in Artist Alley. Could you introduce yourself? Fernando Ruiz. And I see you're working on some Archie comics. What are you working on at this minute? What are these pages from? Uh, these are from all different issues of Archie comics. And so, how has this con been for you? Is it better than other years? Worse? Have you done New York Comic Con before? Yes, I've done New York Comic Con every year, and it just keeps getting bigger every single year. So, this has been great. So, how do you feel about the uh, various new directions Archie's been taking recently? Oh, I love it. I mean, it, it just makes more different and fun situations to draw. I'm doing uh, Archie versus Predator next, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Can you tell us anything about Archie versus Predator, or is it all a secret? Uh, right now, it's it's in the early stages, so it, it, a lot of it is still hush hush. But uh, the the Predator is coming to Riverdale, and uh, Archie's got to watch out. So our random Comic Con question of the year is: What was the first comic that really blew your mind? The very first comic that really blew my mind was The New Adventures of Superboy number 8. Oh? What blew your mind about it? You know, I remember the cover, and the cover uh, was Ma Kent slapping Clark Kent, slapping Superboy at Clark Kent's funeral. And the whole situation was so crazy, I had to read it. And that was the very first superhero comic that I bought, and it just started my whole lifelong love affair with uh, Superman and uh, superheroes in general. Okay, thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. Thank you.
thank you very much. Sure. Hi, I'm Kate Fitzsimmons from uh, Publishers Weekly Comic World's More to Come, and I'm here on the floor of Artist Alley at New York Comic Con, and I'm here talking to a representative of the Hero Initiative. Can you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Mike Malby. I'm with the Hero Initiative. I've been there for uh, 12 years. We're a nonprofit organization that raises money for comic book creators in need. So, I take it Hero Initiative has been doing New York Comic Con for a few years. Would you say that this has been a, a good year for the Hero Initiative, a bad year for the Hero Initiative at New York Comic Con, about same as average? Well, like the New York Comic Con, I believe we both had great years here. So, I mean, what they've done in the last couple of years to expand this and keep improving on what they're doing to try to make it better for everybody is a good example of what they did with the Hero. Uh, three, four years ago, we were in a, a different room, and we're really we, we're tied in with all the comic book artists, so we really should be here. And we, this is the first year we've been here on the floor with all the all the artists, which has really helped us a lot. So, uh, did Hero Initiative have any initiatives at uh, New York Comic Con? Any kind of like panels or specials? Well, we had the big thing was we launched our newest book for the Hero 100 project. We did um, the uh, Uncanny X-Men project. We had a hardcover for 25 and a softcover for 13. We sold out of all of them. We sold out of the softcovers, I think, on uh, uh, Saturday morning, first thing. And then we sold out of the hardcovers uh, about an hour ago here. So we, it was a, a huge success. Can you tell us what the 100 Project is? The Hero 100 Project, what, what it is, we started that about eight, nine years ago with Spider-Man, with Marvel Comics, where we Marvel printed up Ultimate Spider-Man 100s with a blank cover on it. So the whole craze of sketch covers sort of was founded with that project. We did that, it was so successful, we'd go around and send these books to various comic artists and they would draw a brand new Spider-Man on the cover. I got Todd McFarlane to do it and Todd hadn't drawn Spider-Man in over a decade uh, and he did a piece for us and that one went for $12,000, the original art, that comic. Then it was so successful, we thought, why don't we print them in a book? And Marvel said, we will handle the printing for you. Marvel uh, took care of the cost and printed the book for us, and we sell them, and all the proceeds of that go to the Hero Initiative as well. So it was able to raise money in a couple different ways, and as well as awareness. And it's something that's been so successful that we now do it every year. That's great. Now, our random con question this year is, what was the first comic that really blew your mind? Um, wow. I, or that you me. remember now. Yeah, I don't know. I read a lot of stuff in the 60s, but I think the first thing that blew my mind, because it just was uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, uh, the uh, 97, 98, 99, the whole drug storyline with Peter in the city and his uh, best friend uh, doing drugs. I thought it was crazy, because I was a young kid, and I was like, drugs were scary, scary, and it brought real realism to comics that I hadn't seen before. So that was my thing that wowed me. That was way in the back in the day. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Hi, this is Kate Fitzsimmons at the Artist Alley of New York Comic Con again, and I'm speaking with Jeff Darrow. Can you tell me a little bit about what book you brought here today? Well, I work on a comic book called The Shaolin Cowboy. And how has, have you been to New York Comic Con before? Yes, I have. They can't, they, they've, there have been restraining orders against me, but I've managed to get in every year. So how has this year been for you? Very good. It's, people are always nice. It's a well-run show. The art 
Garden Sally is run by Mike Negan. It's a beautiful space. I hear they're going to tear this thing down. It makes me sad because I love this place. Yeah, it's really nice. I don't know why they would. Um, build something new, they say. So, uh, the random question of the con that we're asking everyone is, what was the first comic that blew your mind and why? Probably, I'd have to say, the Fantastic Four annual where, where the Mr. Fantastic and, and Sue Richards got married because they had every character in the Marvel Universe. And for a nine-year-old kid, that was pretty amazing because I didn't know who the Marvel superheroes were before I got that comic. So it was like you're being plunged into this whole complex universe all at once. All at once, yes. And it, and it was beautifully drawn by Jack Kirby, and who's uh, the, the architect of the Marvel Universe. So, beautiful, eye-opening experience. So thank you so much for talking to the podcast. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Hi, this is Kate Fitzsimmons. I'm at New York Comic Con's Artist Alley once again, this time with Gail Simone. What book are, have, are you currently showing here today uh, to this weekend we've been talking a lot about secret six which the number one will be coming out in december which i'm extremely excited about dale eaglesham and ken lashley are working on it with me and it looks amazing and then also i'm doing my first ever vertigo series that comes out in the spring called clean room so we've been talking about that and showing some of the the beautiful and creepy art from that over the weekend so how has this new york comic-con compared with other new york comic-cons for you um, I, haven't, I haven't been to the Comic-Con here in New York for about five years, except I was here in the summer for Special Edition. And the way they have Artist Alley set up this year is very similar to Special Edition. It's amazing. It's been really great. And so the random question of the con that we're asking everyone is, what is the first comic that really blew your mind? Probably it was a Justice League. Now I'm forgetting the number, but it was early days when I was young because that was my first encounter with Wonder Woman, and seeing her on the page blew my mind. <laughs> and what particular about Wonder Woman got to wee Gail Simone? <laughs> the fact that she was a gorgeous, strong character that had adventures of her own and didn't need Prince Charming to come in and help her live happily ever after. <laughs> Wonder Woman is a great example of it. Thank you for talking with us. Thank you. My pleasure. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly and Co-Editor of PW Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Uh, welcome once again to More to Come, and we are uh, podcasting live from the floor of New York Comic Con at the Javits Convention Center in New York. Uh, I'm here in, in probably the booth with probably one of the best-known Comics brands uh, in America, maybe the world, probably. I'm at the Archie Comics booth. And I'm here with you know with Alex Segura, the, the publicity director. I probably mangled your title, but more importantly, or not more importantly, that's a that, that was a gaffe. Anyway, <laughs> with Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, the chief creative officer of Archie Comics, and uh, thank you for being on More to Come. Uh, it is so nice to be here. I am the equally as equally as important <laughs> yes. as Alex. Uh, uh, yes, I please excuse the gaffe. But believe me, they're all you're both very important, and um, we, we have a long time relationship with Archie Comics. Yeah. In any event, uh, since you have come on uh, as a chief creative officer, I mean, there seems to be a lot of great stuff going on at Archie, and certainly Archie Afterlife, uh, which you wrote, uh, has been a big it's sensation. Great. It's been great, but Archie has um, going back a couple of years has really been amazing at keeping this much loved brand alive. Historically, it's always done it, but I think you've really 
gone the extra mile in yeah. the last couple of years. Uh, absolutely. I, I feel like really the renaissance of Archie started when John Goldwater um, took over as a, a publisher of the company, gosh, now six years ago, uh, and started changing things, started changing Riverdale to be a little more reflective of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, they did a big, big storyline in which Archie finally married the girls. Yes. He married yeah. Veronica, yes. there was a firestorm, then he huge. married Bet, yes. then it was yeah. huge. Yeah. Everyone was talking about yeah. it. I knew that at the time I was just a fan of Archie, and I knew that I, uh, when I heard that news, I got very excited and went out and bought all the issues. <laughs> Uh, and everywhere I went, people seemed to be talking about Archie. Yeah. Similar thing happened when uh, Archie introduced Kevin Keller, who yes. was the first openly yes. gay uh, high school kid in Riverdale. Um, so you're right. There's been there's kind of been momentum building, and I feel like I am jumping on a very fast moving train yeah. uh, and trying to hang on, uh, and it's a blast. I've been yeah. a, a comic writer for now. 13 or 14 years. And uh, you've done some stuff for Marvel. I did for, for 10 yeah. years. I was exclusive to Marvel mm -hmm. and I wrote superhero comic books. Mm -hmm. I wrote The Fantastic Four. I wrote mm -hmm. Spider-Man. Um, but I was always a long-time Archie fanatic since yeah. I was a kid. Aren't we all? Uh, exactly. <laughs> I like to hear that. And, uh, and I'd always wanted to work on these characters. And I reconnected with John a few years ago, actually at New York Comic Con, uh, I was here, uh, uh, I worked on the Spider-Man musical on Broadway, oh. and we had a panel, and that I came by, exciting, but it was <laughs> very, very exciting, that's another story yeah, for another day, <laughs> and I, I went by the Archie booth where John was, and I said, John, what's going on? I said, let's do something, when are you going to let me write a book for you? And he said, whenever you come up with an idea, tell me. And at the time, I was in Los Angeles working on the uh, the show Glee, oh, okay. uh, the Fox mm -hmm. show Glee. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Archie has a great tradition of crossovers. Mm -hmm. Archie meets the Punisher. Arch mm -hmm. Archie meets Kiss, which yes, Alex yes, wrote. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought, you know, I, I think it would be fun for the Archie kids to meet the Glee kids. So I emailed John and I said what, what do you think about that idea and he said if you can make it happen we, we do it sure. and I went back to Los Angeles and I asked my boss Ryan Murphy who's the co-creator of Glee uh, what do you think of this and he said I like that idea I love it Let's do it. Who's going to turn down Archie? I, 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 listen, I agree. I can't believe anyone would. <laughs> Luckily, Ryan did yes, it. Fox <laughs> did it. And we wrote. Uh, I wrote Archie Meets Glee, and that started our working relationship. Ah, uh, that led to Afterlife with Archie. Uh, and then uh, uh, John wanted to start kind of expanding awareness of Archie uh, on the West Coast in Hollywood, mm -hmm. where I'm based. Uh, and he said, why don't you come aboard and uh, kind of work officially in that capacity, help us on the publishing side with things, uh, but also be there, kind of our man on the ground in Los mm -hmm. Angeles. Uh, and it's been great. It's been a dream come true. Yeah. yeah. Well, well uh, since you brought up Archie Afterlife, which um, obviously, you know, the, the Archie brand kind of has moved through a lot of different genres, but this is this is kind of interesting because it's, it's a real horror story. I mean, it's, it's you know, it's not pop colors and yeah. you know and wacky adventures it's like a zombie story yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely you know it, it started because um was anybody worried that you know you would scare Archie you know I think <laughs> uh, you know John uh uh 
I think everyone everyone was very enthusiastic. Uh, but until the first issue was written and the first issue was drawn by Francesco Francavilla, I don't think we any of us knew what it was. I didn't know exactly what the tone was going to be um, until I wrote it. And in fact, I remember when after we decided to do this, um, Mike Pellerito, who's the president of Archie, said, oh, are you going to turn in an outline? And, you know, I just called John Goldwater and I called Mike and I said, you know, guys, I can outline this thing, but I think I just got to write it so that we know what it is. We know if we've crossed a line. We know what the tone of it is. Uh, and they said, you're right, just write it. And I wrote it. We got Francesco Francavilla to draw it. Uh, and he's such a class act. And, uh, and both of us love these characters so much. Uh, that everyone kind of felt like, you know what, this is putting these characters in a very different kind of genre, as you said, a horror movie, but it's not changing the integrity of the characters. Uh, so everyone kind of got on board with that. Um, you know, and I think every issue, every, there's a couple of eyebrows are raised, uh, uh, but, but it's been full steam ahead, mostly because the fans have so embraced the book. And, and you know... Afterlife exists, and the mainline Archie books yeah. also exist. So, sure. and they really are being read by two different audiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm an Archie fan, and I'm, an, I'm a horror fan, so this is in my sweet spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some people who are just Archie fans; sure. they always have the Archie books to read. There are some people who are just the horror fans who will only pick up Afterlife mm-hmm. with Archie. I, I mean, I want everyone to pick up everything. Uh, but, but I think we've done a pretty good job of branding sure. uh, mm-hmm. Afterlife with Archie. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, I mean, uh, almost everyone reads Archie at some level. Yes. So, I mean, in that sense, I mean, we are all Archie fans. That's and, right. you know, whatever, you know, uh, particular genre that may be our favorite, I mean, it seems more and more Archie's showing up there as well. Yeah. So, um, you, you can only add more fans to That's the right. debate That's that right. you already have. That's right. Um, uh, now, I'm actually, I'm forgetting, you, uh, you just announced it. What was the... the um, the Archie team up that you just Archie an- Predator. I'm sorry what Archie Predator oh the Archie Predator yeah so I- I'm curious where else um, is Archie headed if you but in, in what you can tell us and I and also the, the new Sabrina yeah uh, um, which is also going down the horror yes so the, the horror new Sabrina road. book um, you know we launched Afterlife a year ago mm-hmm. at this very convention mm-hmm. and uh, you know was it was so embraced and it was kind of an immediate surprise hit for all of us and very quickly, we started talking about what might be a companion book. And Sabrina has a small part in Afterlife. Yes. Uh, but, of course, she's a, a teen witch. And, uh, you know, I said to John, you know, it, I, there might be a, a way to do a Sabrina book that doesn't um, step on Afterlife, but coexists with Afterlife uh, and has a different tone and a different texture, but, but is still a horror book. Uh, and we started talking about it, and and you know, a few months ago, we got the, a terrific artist named Robert Hack, who's, who does beautiful, very subtle work, uh, to sign on. And we said, let's let's debut Sabrina at New York Comic Con, kind of perfect season with Halloween sure. around the corner, and uh, and let's expand this horror line. 
So now we've got two two books that are kind of mm-hmm. in this in this horror universe, which has no name. Uh, maybe we'll have to come up with a name. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's, like it's, it's dark Archie. I dark Archie. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, we've got Dark Circle, but I love Dark you, Archie. You can run with that. Right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. And then we just announced uh, Alex is right. Uh, uh, Archie. Well, it depends on who you ask. Some yeah. people call we at Archie call it Archie meets Predator yeah. because in our in our tradition, yeah. Archie meets Kiss, Archie meets Glee, Archie meets the Punisher. Sure. Uh, but if, I bet if you ask the, the the folks over at Dark Horse, they'll say Archie versus Predator because, of course, their brand is <laughs> Alien it's versus about, Predator. Yes, it's about fighting. No one's meeting the <laughs> yeah, Predator. It's about, it's about it's conflict. It's about conflict. Uh, I actually like both titles. Uh, and I think, as Alex says, there's going to be a little bit of both, I think. Um, we're really excited about that. We were at our um, first kind of creative summit that Archie had last May, I think. And uh, we talked about every single book we put out. Uh, we talked about every single book we want to put out. And we started talking about um, what our next big crazy crossover was going to be. Uh, and, and you know, we talked about how probably the most successful one to this day remains Archie meets Predator. Punisher. 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 Sure, because sure, yeah. they're so different. Yeah. And these mashups work the best when they are such different properties. Mm. I mean, Archie Meets Glee almost was completely seamless because it was high school yeah. kids. Yeah, sure. They're both archetypes. Yeah. So it was sort yeah. of like you barely batted an eye. Yeah. Archie Meets Kiss was definitely a, a, a great romp because they're so different. But some of these other teen-ups, you, you, you stop and do a double that's take. That's right, that's right. And, and that's so, a good thing. Exactly, exactly. So so Archie Predator yeah. felt like that. Yeah. Uh, so then we, so that was an idea that came out at the, at, the, at the retreat. And then we reached out to Dark Horse and said, you know, is this something you'd be interested in? And Dark Horse, to their credit, immediately said yes. Right. They yeah. said, we will figure this out. We will. There might be a lot of red tape, but it's going to happen. Uh, And sure enough, it's happening. Yeah, great, awesome, awesome. So, I mean, uh, but there's so much going on at at Archie. I don't even know where to start. I mean, a dark circle now, uh, formerly red circle. That's a superhero. Yeah, that's. uh, I think that's our next really, really, really big kind mm of uh, event in publishing. Is Mm -hmm. uh, is uh, relaunching Red Circle as Dark Circle. Mm And that's going to be three books. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the first book is Black Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second book is The Shield, and then the third book is The Fox. Of course, The Fox yes. has already mm-hmm. been yes, kind right. of rebooted, mm-hmm. but that reboot happened under the Red Circle the red imprint. Circle. So now it's being shifted in tone a little bit to kind of more get in line with Black Hood and uh, The Shield, mm-hmm. both of which are iconic classic sure. characters from Archie's history, the '40s. Uh, kind of really reimagined, especially the shield. Mm. You know, the shield's a woman now. Mm. Uh Uh, um, Yeah, I mean, I'm not as familiar with the the Archie legacy and the superheroes and some of these, uh, and including the uh, what the Crusaders. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with 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 their well. All these characters were part of the Mm. Crusaders. That was the team. Mm. But you know, the shield was was a um, a kind of an antecedent of Captain America. The Mm -hmm. shield was the first. Alex is always saying the first. Uh, American patriotic hero, um, uh, and 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 the sh- and the shield has existed kind of in Captain America's shadow. And when we started talking about about the reboot, you know, again, I, it was John Goldwater who said, "What if the shield was a woman?" 
and let's just get her out from yeah. under the shadow of Captain America. And I have to say, you know, when it was announced, no one's been saying, oh, this is a Captain America knockoff. Um, and, and also, it was important. You know, a lot of our readers are, are female, and it, it felt funny to have to launch this huge imprint yep. uh, uh, without a, a big, strong... A female protagonist. Yeah. Obviously, this is a big discussion that's going on throughout the industry Absolutely. and throughout the fan base right Absolutely. now. Listen, listen. I think Sabrina is almost exclusively a female book. It's mm. all about mm. uh, women and girls. Mm. And you know, Afterlife with Archie. Archie is the lead character, but sure. but it's all about Betty and Veronica yeah. always. Yeah. Always. Yes. <laughs> so so it's nice to yeah. have uh, the shield. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, well, look, this is great. Um, I, uh, it's really great to, to get a chance to talk with you. Absolutely. Um, obviously, PW wants to, uh, to be on board and uh, to talk to everybody, and it's a great chance to get to talk to you now. So um, thanks for giving us some time and being on More to Come. Thank you for being an Archie fan. You, <laughs> take care. Talk to you. Great, excellent. Thanks much. A pleasure. Yeah, great. Always a pleasure. Great. Thanks, man. So I'll let you know, this is probably going to go up like in the next 